Welcome to the International Family Church Podcast. We're so excited for our new mandate for 2020, the courage to grow. 2020 is going to be an incredible year, but as Pastor Jonathan Del Turco reminded us, it's going to take work to make growth happen. What are some areas you want to grow in this year? Whether you want to join a life group or be part of a dream team, there are so many opportunities for growth here at International Family Church. For more info, go to inclfamilychurch.com. Coming up this February at IFC, we're introducing two brand new classes, our Fresh Start class and our Healing class. Fresh Start is a class for all those who are new in their walk with God. It'll meet every Sunday during the 10 a.m. service and our Healing class, which will meet during the 1130 service. Both classes will be meeting in the Fresh Start room on the first floor. What better opportunity to grow in your walk with God than in a life group? Our Spring Life Group launch is coming up on Sunday, February 23rd, and on Sunday, March 1st. This will be an excellent opportunity to find the life group that is perfect for you. You'll also get to meet the leaders for each life group as well. For more info, check out these and many more opportunities at intlfamilychurch.com. Now here's part three of The Courage to Grow. Let's pray together, please. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you. We are in agreement that you are about to give us, Lord, the most important aspects of your heart that we need right now. We believe that we're not here by accident. We believe that those that are watching online, it's not by accident. We believe, Father God, we are here today for a purpose and for a reason. We believe, Father God, through our worship and now through the ministry of your word. We thank you, Father God, that you'll answer our questions. You'll meet our every need. You'll give us, Lord, that piece of strategy, that one thing we were missing. You'll challenge us. You'll help us. You love us so much that you don't want to leave us the way we are. We're always growing, always changing. We thank you that your word helps us do that. So we're grateful. We don't need a man to teach us today. We need the Holy Spirit to teach us today. So Holy Spirit, you teach us today. You talk to us today. You stir our hearts today. You build our faith today. And we'll put our trust in you as always. And everyone said a big, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, welcome today. You know, if you're, for those of you who don't know, and those of you that need to be reminded, uh, we declared our mandate several weeks ago for 2020. And what is our mandate for 2020? The courage to grow. We know this is a challenging mandate for you to take that next step in your spiritual journey to make sure you keep the growing going in your life. We pray that you won't stay stuck if you are. You won't be in that place of doubt and unbelief if you are. That if you'll just grow with us this year and help us help you grow in your walk with God. It takes courage to grow. Amen. It takes courage to take that next step in your spiritual walk. And so two weeks ago, I started a series entitled that, The Courage to Grow. And uh, week one, I talked about uh, wisdom versus consequences. You know, there's two amazing teachers we have in, our, in life, wisdom and consequences. We said last week that consequences is the tougher of the two teachers, right? Consequences you learn on the back end. Wisdom you learn on the front end. You got to make the mistake and then learn your lesson on the consequences. You learn from God's word that gives us wisdom so we can learn ahead of time. Amen, somebody? How many are done banging their head against the wall? And how many are... 
breaking their noses and breaking bones to learn lessons. No, no, no. Thank God for God's word. Amen. God's word enables us to walk in wisdom. It is the principal thing. Last week I was away and, and did Jason do an awesome job last week? Oh my goodness. When you see Jason, please tell him what a great job he did. I had the privilege of watching it, um, you know, when, once I got home and I got online, and he did fantastic, talking about the courage not to be moved by how you feel. You know, the, the, he said what, the, the, the allergic emotional reaction. Man, we all face it. What a, what a great phrase. And he did an awesome job and, of course, brought it right back to the Word of God again. And uh, thank God that's where we grow. That's the basis of our growth. And today I want to talk to you about having the courage to walk by faith and not by sight. Walk by faith and not by sight. You know, we are who we are today as a church family um, because IFC was born in the spirit of faith. We really were. We were born in the spirit of faith. 38 years ago, we made a decision to stand on the integrity of God's word and believe that God's word is true. Man, it changed our life radically back then. And guess what? It's still transforming us and still changing us today. The integrity of God's word. Oh, I'm so grateful that integrity and God's word go together, don't they? Amen. And you can trust the integrity of God's word. Here's our big takeaway. Here's the one main truth I want you to go home with today. Here's what we're going to unpack. And you've heard this quite a bit here at IFC. Faith is believing. God's word is true, no matter what any other information source may reveal. Amen. Why not you say that with me, please? Faith is believing. God's word is true, no matter what any other information source may reveal. Man, that's just so true. See, there is always going to be contradictory circumstances standing in your way to obey God. There always will be. There'll always be somebody. There'll always be something. There'll always be some wet blanket over your dream. There'll always be some negative force. There'll always be something that will stand in your way, yelling at you, screaming at you, that what you're about to do is crazy, right? What you're about to do, you can't do. God won't do that for you. Who are you? There's always something contradictory. There's always something negative. There's always going to be something happening. This is not only likely, it's guaranteed. Jesus himself said in John 16, 33, in the message paraphrase, he says, I've told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. I know you didn't come to church today just to hear that. I'm glad that's not the end of the verse, but the, but, but the amplified of that same portion of verse says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you'll have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Oh my goodness, it shouldn't come to any great shock as believers that you'll experience difficulty, distress, and frustration. My goodness, it's all around us. No matter what you listen to, no matter what you watch, hear your husband, your children, your doctor, the checkbook, there's always something that's causing distress, frustration, right? And, and tribulation and trial. There's no doubt about it. But Jesus said it would happen. 
But praise God, that's not all he said would happen. And Jesus went on to say in the last part of that verse in John 16, 33, but let's stop there for a second. I need to understand something about you as a Christian. And I want to ask you something. What side of the butt are you on? Are you on this side of the butt that says, man, life is so confusing and frustrating and overwhelming and complicated and there's so many tests and trials. Are you stuck on that side of the butt? Or are you that kind of Christian that's on the other side of the butt that says, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Amen. The Amplified says, but be of good cheer. Take courage. There it is. Take courage. Be confident, certain, undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I love this last part. I have deprived it of power to harm you, and I have conquered it for you. Man, that's good news in a, in a world of stress and distress. That's good news in a world of frustration and anxiety. That's good news today. Man, that's the verse that should be on your refrigerator. That's the verse that should be on your bathroom mirror. But you really have to make up your mind what side of the butt you're living on. There's a lot of Christians stuck in suffering. I get it. I get the Bible says there's, there, there's going to be difficulty. There's going to be challenges, right? But some people just like wear it as a badge. They just like love to suffer and they walk around so sad and so overwhelmed and they're always going from one suffering experience to another. Well, that's how you want to live your life. You're living on the wrong side of the butt. Amen. You got to make up your mind. That may be true, but Jesus tells us otherwise. Jesus helps us to understand the balance and the difference. He tells us there is a better way. Amen. Now, the world hasn't changed that much since the days of Jesus. And, oh, I get it. We're more sophisticated and more technology. But as far as human nature is concerned, as far as what we face in the world, there's not much difference from the first century to the 21st century as far as the pressure and the challenges of life and the overwhelming nature of what each of us face every single day. Without Jesus, this world is a hostile place. Yet Jesus tells us to be of good cheer, for he has overcome. But knowing that really doesn't help me or help you unless he tells us how he did it. It's one thing for me to have a testimony and for you to rejoice over my testimony and for you to tell your testimony and for me to rejoice over your testimony. But if you don't tell me how you overcame, how you got that testimony, how God came through for you, I'll rejoice with your testimony, but it doesn't really help me like it needs to. I'm glad that Jesus didn't just tell us he overcame. He told us how he overcame. And the way he overcame is the way I overcame overcome. It's the way you overcome. And if it worked for Jesus, it's going to work for you. It's going to work for me. It'll work for whosoever will. We know that it takes courage, courage to stand your ground, courage to overcome poverty and lack, courage to overcome the overwhelming nature of dark, destructive thoughts. It takes courage to stand your ground against sickness and disease and a negative doctor's report. We get it. It's, it's really an overwhelming issue for many people when they hear these things in their lives. So we need to know. In other words, don't just tell me how you overcame, right? Tell me how to do it so I can overcome. 
Well, the good news is he gives us the answer. He tells us how to do it in 1 John 5, 4. For everyone born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Well, that's good news today. The first prerequisite to overcoming the world is you need to be born of God. Don't even try to overcome everything that's around us without being born of God, without making sure Jesus lives inside your heart. You're a follower of Christ, and he is your Lord and your Savior. Amen. That qualifies you to be born of God. And then the second prerequisite is that we need to understand that the way we overcome this world and everything that we face is our faith. You have to understand something. You can't have victory without faith. You can't have faith without victory. It's like water and wet. Water's going to always be wet. You find something wet, it's probably some water there somewhere. Well, faith, victory and faith go hand in hand. If you're going to do this thing by faith, there's going to be some victory around. If you're going to want to walk in victory, you're going to have to have some faith around, right? So victory and faith work together side by side. That is God's will. That is God's plan. Faith is the key. It always has been the key, right? It's not passed away. It's not some old dusty sermon in the back shelf somewhere. Faith is fresh it's alive, it's powerful, it's inspiring. Oh my goodness, it's, it's God's plan, it's God's purpose. It brings new life, it brings vitality in our lives. It takes away hopelessness and despair. It takes the word impossible out of the equation. Amen, it's a mighty word. Amen, it's an awesome word. And if you're going to overcome the world rather than the world always overcoming you, you're going to have to do it with your faith. Early on, Vern and I realized God was serious about this faith life. He was very serious. In fact, four different places in the Bible, he tells us that the just shall live by faith. The first one in Habakkuk says this, but the just shall live by faith. Romans 1.17 says, the just shall live by faith. Galatians 3.11 says, the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10.38, now the just shall live by faith. Now we understand that the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word be established. We have more than two here. We have more than three. We have four voices. Amen. Four voices confirming and declaring the same thing. I think I get the impression God's pretty serious about the just walking by faith. What do you think? Amen. You might say, oh, come on, pastor. I've tried that faith stuff before. It doesn't work. Well, the Bible never says one time that the just will try to live by faith. The just should dabble in it every once in a while. Times get tough and there's no way out. Maybe you should use a little faith. No, it says the just shall what? Live by faith. We don't try this. It's not an experiment. This is not something we dabble in. This is not something we visit every once in a while, right? No, this is not a, a once in a, a blue moon experience. No, see, we have to understand that we who are the just. Well, first of all, who is the just? Yes, You who know Jesus, you who have declared him as Lord and Savior, you who are the righteousness of God in Christ, you whose sins are forgiven and you've been shed by, by, you've been washed by the shed precious blood of Jesus, you are the just. 
Listen very carefully. I didn't say you felt like the just. I didn't say you looked like the just. I didn't say your lifestyle totally depicts perfect just, right? You are like, like the epitome of the Boy Scout of the righteousness in Christ. I didn't say any of that, did I? You are a work in progress, just like I am. You're not where you used to be. You're not where you want to be, but you're grateful for where you are today because it's so much better than where you were, right? Where you've come from. So the just, you, the child of God, whether you feel like it or not, you qualify. It's about time you start understanding that's you. Say, that's me. And you got to believe that that's me. You got to believe even though you have a, a, something tries to condemn you or your past or skeletons in your closets or present dire is, you know, examples of craziness in your life right now. If you're a child of God, you qualify. You are the just. Second Corinthians 5, 7 continues, for we walk by faith and not by sight. See there again, we walk by faith. We, those of us who are born of God, we walk by faith and not by sight. And as far as God is concerned, there are only two ways of walking in this life. You're either walking by faith or walking by sight. You can't live both ways. Now, I know we visit back and forth, but that causes confusion and causes us to be unstable. We have to make up our minds. Are you walking by faith in this world or are you walking by sight? Amen. There's only two ways of doing this, right? I want you to see that walking by faith and walking by sight are contradictory to each other. They are not in harmony with each other. They are not the same. Colossians 1 says this to us. He rescued us from the power of darkness and brought us safe into the kingdom of his dear son by whom we are set free. That is, our sins are forgiven. Good news today. So God moves you from one kingdom, all right, into another kingdom. You used to be in the kingdom of darkness, but now you are in the the just. We, you, are in what? The kingdom of light, right? And we are now no longer solely in the kingdom that's moved by what we see. Amen. Now, that's the way we only knew how to walk. That's the way we understand that kingdom is totally governed by our five senses, right? What we see, hear, smell, taste, touch, that's the world you live in. We call that sense knowledge. And it's really the only way that humans know how to grow in their knowledge is through sense knowledge. It's not wrong with sense knowledge. Sense knowledge isn't bad. That's what you learned in 12 years of schooling, right? Then over to college and, and university and maybe your master's or your doctorate. That's how we humans gather knowledge, right? And so there's nothing wrong with being having senses. Senses means you're healthy. Senses mean you've got your right mind. Senses mean you can, you can connect. Your senses are working, and senses are, are, are not bad. God created these senses, but the good news is we don't have to be limited by only sense knowledge. As the just, there is other knowledge available to us. We don't have to be limited anymore by only by what we see, feel, taste, touch, right? We don't have to be only in that environment and in that arena. There is another way. There is a better way. It takes courage to walk in this other way, courage to grow in this particular area. So as a child of God now, God moves you, amen, places you into the kingdom of God, 
right? And that kingdom, in that kingdom, we walk by faith. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 again says, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we walk, we can circle that word walk. That word walk means manner of life. Manner of life. Your manner of life inside the kingdom of God is governed by this thing called faith. Not by sight, but by faith. That is how we walk in day in and day out. We could say that walking by faith is our lifestyle. Amen. Walking by faith is life to us. Like we breathe oxygen, like we drink water, like we need food to survive. So, and that's in this kingdom, but in the kingdom of God, amen, that same thing that brought us life in the other kingdom brings us life here in this kingdom, the kingdom of God. It is our life. That means we surround our everyday life in faith, by faith. Come on, somebody. Amen. So that means if you're married, then your faith is supposed to impact the relationship with your spouse. If you have children, your faith is supposed to impact how you raise those children. If you have a job, your faith is supposed to impact how you do your job. If you have bills, your faith is supposed to impact how you pay those bills, right? If you are in need of health or you are got a bad report uh, or you want to maintain your health, well, then your faith is necessary to bring what? Healing or bring continual life and health in your body. You get the message. Faith is supposed to impact and influence every part of our lives 24-7, 365 days a year. We walk by faith and not by sight. Walking by faith is not a Sunday morning experience. Walking by faith is not when you're desperate and there's nothing, no other place to turn. Walking by faith is every day, every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we start all over again, right? It's walking by faith. Amen. You are the just, and the just walk by faith. Amen. We no longer are supposed to be ruled by what we see. I get it. I'm just like you. I know we can't help at times to be moved by what we see. We're affected by what we see. Yes, what we see, hear, smell, taste, touch absolutely does affect our lives. Let's don't lie. It absolutely does. In fact, it affects our lives every single day, right? But what God is saying here to us is what we see, hear, smell, taste, touch is not supposed to be our final authority. As members of the kingdom of God, we now live by faith, making God's word our final authority. Amen. That's the truth. That's what we need to understand. We understand we live in a sense realm. We understand we're moved by all this and we're so connected, some more than others. Uh, drama kings and drama queens. Man, we're really connected um, in a way that's not always healthy to all those things, right? But it doesn't need to be the final authority. You don't got to get tired of saying, you know what? 2020, I'm kicking my drama king ways to the curb. 2020, I'm, I'm done being drama queen. I want to be known by something else. I don't want everybody to say, oh, she's a drama queen. <laughs> you know, no. I mean, I mean, we don't want that mantra. We don't want that description over us anymore. Well, there's only one way to do this, and we need to listen loud and clear today. 
I love 2 Corinthians 4.18. Man, the word of God is so good. The apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, brings us back here and says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My goodness. Man, that's so good. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Now, but, okay, let me get this straight. All right, so I, I, can, I can see it, but, you know, I can see it, Pastor, but I'm not supposed to be moved by what I see, okay? But, but I'm supposed to look at what I can't see. But if I can't see it, how can I look at it? How can I not look at what I can see? Pastor, I don't know, I mean, this is giving me a brain cramp. <laughs> Right? Help me out here. I know, I know. I know it's, it's part of the, the challenge of living from one kingdom to another kingdom. This is not necessarily easy to do. But this word fix here, we fix our eyes, is a great word. It means to set, fasten, settle with finality, unwavering focus. What a great word. What a great word. There is the natural realm all around us. We're influenced by it and see it and very well acquainted with it. But there's also a spiritual realm that we can't see. With our natural eyes, we look into the seen realm. With our spiritual eyes, we are able to look into the unseen realm. So how do I connect with the seen, unseen realm? How do I connect with the unseen realm? Well, here it is. The way we connect with the spiritual realm the unseen realm is through God's word. God's word gives us eyes to see. God's word gives us eyes to see. Amen. If you don't have a relationship with God's word, you don't have eyes to see. You have eyes to see, but you don't have eyes to really see. Right? We have eyes to see, all right? That's what's getting us in so much trouble. That's what's given us worry and anxiety and ulcers and, 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 and bad thoughts and dark thoughts and on and on we go. Yeah, we get that. But there's something about every time you open up this book, right? It's a portal. It's a, it's a way of looking into a whole nother realm. In that realm is where your miracles are. In that realm is where God's spirit is. In that realm is where God's power is. In that realm is your answers to prayer. In that realm is the strategy on how to love your husband. In that realm is the strategy on how to build your business. In that strategy is how to obey the call of God that's on your life. In that realm is everything you need that's lacking over here, but has plenty of it over here. God wants you to live in this other realm. Oh, we live in both. But this realm over here can no longer be your final authority. Why? We're having the courage to grow. That's why. We're having the courage to put our foot down and say, I'm going to learn this because I'm the just. And it's my right to walk in a whole different kingdom because this kingdom is true reality that has the power to overcome everything in this kingdom. Amen. Again, what side of the butt are you going to live on? Amen. Wow. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. It's a word, that it's a continuous word in the original language. It's ad infinitum. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. It never said faith comes by 
having heard. It's because you heard it last Sunday doesn't mean you got it. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by something specific. The word. Fear comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by listening to CNN and Fox News and reading the newspaper, right? Oh, the coronavirus might be coming to your neighborhood. What? Right? Um, understand something. We don't take that lightly. Of course not. But we understand that fear and faith come by hearing something over and over and over and over again. Man, if you're done worrying and done being so anxious and done living on the edge of, 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 of anxiety attacks, right, and fear and, and self-doubt and insecurity, you've got to make up your mind that you've got to quit listening to one and start changing what you're reading and what you're listening to because faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. Listen, this is so good. Faith, the word rather, the word paints pictures on the canvas of your heart. What picture is on the canvas of your heart? Because words will paint a picture. Now, I could say enough descriptive words that eventually all of us in this room will be thinking about the same image. Right? You wanna, I wanna, in, my, in my mind, I have a picture of, of a dog. And we can eventually say word after word after word is big, you know, it's big it's, it's, or small or the color. But eventually, guess what? If I say enough words, it'll paint the exact same picture. God's word does that for you. To paint a picture of health and healing and wholeness and victory and restoration and love and joy and forgiveness. Sound mind. Hello, somebody, right? He can paint a picture on the canvas of your heart. Let me tell you something. Once you get the picture, it's easy to speak what you see. Like it's so easy to speak about how worried you are and how nervous you are and how overwhelmed you are because it's the picture on the canvas of your heart. But if you paint a different picture, you'll see a different image and you'll say some different words that'll make that a reality from in your heart to living it every single day. And that's good preaching this morning. Amen. Now listen, here's what God's saying to us today. I got to bring this to a close. I'm having way too much fun. Because you know, because you now live in the kingdom of God, you've been given the ability to walk by faith and not by sight. That doesn't mean you don't see what you see. What it means is you now have the ability to say, you will not rule my life. You do not have the final authority in my life. Imagine if you really understood that. Imagine if you could stare down the impossibilities and stare down that thing that's been lingering or that thing that's been generationally following you and hounding you. And you can finally say, I, I know about you now. You will not rule my life any longer. You will not have a final authority in my life any longer. Now, we're not living in denial. Facts are facts. Doctor shows you the x-ray. It's a fact. You have certain symptoms, it's a fact. There's no money in your, in your, in your check account, that's a fact. You're in terrible debt, it's a fact. Your marriage is a mess, it's a fact. Your children are rebellious, it's a fact. Your mind's going nuts and you feel like you're losing it, it's a fact, right? But thank God there's something more powerful and greater than facts. It's called truth. Amen. Truth always overrides the facts. 
and it's important that we live in the truth. Amen. Live in the truth. Praise God. And, and let's close this. 2 Corinthians 4.18 again. Let's add some more commentary to it. So we fix our eyes. That means we settle with finality, unwavering focus, not on what is seen, the sickness, the lack, the strife, whatever it is that you're in need of, but we get with finality, unwavering focus on what is unseen, right? The word of God, the result of believing the promises of God, since what is seen is temporary, subject to change. But what is unseen is eternal. It's not subject to change. Man, that's a good word today. Listen, it's important that you understand you can't be a lazy Christian. Listen, please. Somebody has to take the seed of God's word and plant it in the soil of your heart. It doesn't happen by itself. Farmer has to be intentional in how he plants the seed, right? And you have to be intentional on planting the seed. What's beautiful, this is a book. Why this book is so powerful? Because it's full of life-giving seeds that will save your life, save your marriage, save your legacy, save your children, get you out of debt, and get you into living in the, uh, the increase and the abundance that God promises belongs to you. Amen. One last scripture, Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. Whining doesn't please God. Complaining doesn't please God, right? Being so negative about everything, about what's around you, it does not please God. What pleases God? What pleases God is what? Believing God's word is true. No matter what any other information source may reveal, that pleases God. And I know we have a room full of God-pleasers in here. Amen. So it's faith that pleases God. It's making that decision that we will be unwavering and confident in the fact that the word impossible does not have to coexist in your family and next to your name and next to your condition ever again. It doesn't need to be. That's not God's plan for you. That's not God's purpose for you. You don't have to live. You you don't have to die. You can live. You don't have to get divorced. You can get restored. You don't have to be bitter and angry and all by yourself, a loner, all wrinkled up with no life and a a loser life. You don't have to live that way. That's not God's plan for you. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to live in fear constantly. You're afraid to breathe, afraid to eat anything, afraid to fly, walk, right? talk to anybody, leave your house. You don't have to be, live your life that way. God has a better way. Amen. Come on, somebody. Give God praise today. He's worthy of our praise today. He loves you that much. Come on, let's stand to your feet today. What an awesome God we serve. Thank you, Father, for being such a good, good father. Oh, my Lord, we raise our hands towards heaven today. We say thank you, Father, for your word today. Thank you that I've been rescued. Rescued through the blood of Jesus. Rescued through my faith in Christ. Rescued because I've been born of God. Rescued from that limitation of sense knowledge only. I've been delivered from that. Brought into the kingdom of his dear son. 
where I can live by faith and live according to the integrity of God's word and my life can change. I don't have to live hopeless. I don't have to live in fear, insecurity, and self-doubt. I don't have to be suicidal. I can put my hope in a loving, good God that gives me a way out. Isn't dangle something in front of us? He rescued us and brought us into a new kingdom with a new lifestyle, a new manner of living where impossible is no longer impossible. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, we love you this morning. Thank you that I'm the redeemed of the Lord today. And the redeemed of the Lord will say so. Thank you, Father. I have the courage to walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for those eternal seeds that will paint a new picture of life and my true potential on the canvas of my heart. It'll renew my mind and change my body and change every aspect of my life because that's the kind of God you are. Thank you, Father. Oh, my. With every head bowed, please, every believer praying with me, I want to make sure everyone in this room is born of God. Everyone in this room qualifies for what I taught today, for what God declares over us today. I want to make sure Jesus lives in your heart today. Make sure he comes into your heart. You accept him. Let him rescue you today from your sin, from your doubt. Rescue you today and bring you into a new place, a fresh place, a new beginning. Take you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I need Jesus today. I, I need my sins forgiven. I want to make sure heaven is my home. I, I, I'm done being limited. I'm done living with impossible. Jesus loves you and he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father. No man can live into the kingdom of light unless you follow me. I am that way. You say, Pastor, I need Jesus today. Pray for me, please. If that's you, will you raise your hand nice and high? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Why? Thank you. God bless you. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, I see it. Good for you. Who else? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Raise it up high. Yes, sir, I see it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, awesome. Wow. I see it over here. Thank you behind the pole there. God bless you. Over on this side. Who else? Yeah, thank you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Wow, God's doing something over here on this right side, left side, wherever you look at it. God bless you guys. Who else? Yeah. I see it, ma'am. Good for you. Wonderful. Wow. Never get tired of that. Never get tired of seeing people change kingdoms. <laughs> Kingdom change going on today. Yes. Who else? Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, Jesus.
Let's all pray this prayer. Join us online, please. This, this is for you too online. It's for you too in your home, wherever you're watching us today. God loves you. Come on, let's pray this prayer together. Father, in Jesus' name, here's my heart. Oh, I so need you. I'm so tired of doing this my way. I'm done being the boss of me. Forgive me from my sin. I denounce my past. I want to follow you. I declare you as my Lord and Savior. I come up under your Lordship. You are now the boss of me. I receive by faith forgiveness, salvation, eternal life. I will never be the same. I choose to grow. I choose to walk by faith. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening. To stay connected, find out our service times, or how you can get involved, please visit intlfamilychurch.com for more information. Our mission at International Family Church is to help you know God for yourself, to find freedom in your life, to discover your God-given purpose, and help you make a difference in the lives of those around you. One of the easiest ways you can help us do that is simply by sharing this podcast and connecting with us online. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.